podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch, and with me is the co-host, the CEO, the man himself. It is Kieran. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Thank uh, you. And today, we have got someone on the show to talk about a topic that we've been fascinated by for at least a year on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to say longer than a year. Longer than longer a year. Longer than a year. Remember, we've been going, what, three-ish years? Uh, well, we've done three Phillip Islands, so at least three, three years, years of there this we go. podcast. And uh, not an episode a week like we hoped to at the beginning, but we're trying our very best. Everyone, please welcome to the show uh, Amog from the Flat Earth what is it Flat Earth Research Podcast? Amog, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, guys, thank you so much, uh, Turch and Kieran. It's finally great to talk to you. <laughs> it's ama- amazing to have you on the show. Uh, we've, uh, I yeah, must... thank you for having me on. We can't wait. We can't wait. Look, I'll tell you what. We, I'll be very honest with you. I've been trying to get someone on the show to talk about the flat Earth and the flat Earth theory and all that sort of stuff for a very long time. And I've found that the community itself is actually quite hostile to people who are, you know, are skeptical of the whole flat earth um, theory itself. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Because I think it's a reflection of how the rest of society treats the community. Mm. And it's just constant ridicule and uh, bombardment and ad hominem attacks. So, uh, yeah, I... I, I don't think uh, that would have, uh, you know, uh, it's really hard to get into the uh, community now. Even on YouTube, if you look for any videos on Flat Earth, uh, the algorithm actively censors it. So it is difficult for you to find credible information. So, yeah. Are yeah. we are we hoping today that uh, at least, you know... We, we can be in, uh, get a different perspective. A different perspective on this sort of stuff. See what you're, how you got right. into this, all that sort of stuff. So let's start off with yourself. Let's try to get an uh, understanding of how you got to this place here. So how did how was your journey from, I don't know if you ever started off as a non-flat, like, you know, a round earther or, you know, how did you, what yeah. were the steps that made you become a flat earth theory, like, pos- like you know, that is the r- correct way of the earth? Right, okay. So I like everyone else, like all of humanity, I was just like um, everyone else thinking that the earth was a globe because that's what we're conditioned, right? Mm -hmm. So I also want to give a bit of disclaimer to all the listeners here. Please do not believe anything that I say because everything that comes out of me is simply a product of the programming that I have been through. So we all have the programming that we all go through and it shapes our opinions and belief systems. None of that matters. Do not believe anything I say. Uh, please do your own research. Okay. Right, I just want to get that off my chest. Excellent. All right. So, so how, so how did yeah, you start so, uh, and, and how did you end up to where you are today? So I was just a regular guy on the internet and I was going through my Twitter feed. I think when I came across these two words, flat earth, I think this was back in 2016. And I thought to myself, wow, that is the stupidest thing I have seen all day. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, why do people even believe that the Earth is flat in 2016? I thought we were evolved enough to know that it wasn't. And uh, all the ancients believed that the Earth was flat. And then we came to the conclusion that it wasn't. And I was a solid, you know, proponent of the globe Earth model. And 
I uh, so I saw this on Twitter and I thought to myself, that's that's ridiculous. And I thought nothing of it, right? And I just went on my day, and soon enough, it kept popping up on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, all the uh, feeds. I I keep seeing these uh, this movement, this flat Earth community movement that uh, was blowing up at that point, mm-hmm. right? And and I thought, wow, that is that is ridiculous, man. Like I can't. It did something to me, you know. Like I couldn't bear uh, watching this on my screen. I'm like, no, there's no way these guys are serious. They're probably trolling or something like that. So I just um, brushed it off again, but it kept coming again and again like a bad nightmare until I had to face it. You know, I had to confront this thing that I saw on the internet, which was making me so um, agitated on the inside. I was irritated by merely looking at this. Right. And and, and I, I just sat down and I, and I said, hey, okay, let's just look at this from an open-minded perspective and see what comes of it, you know? And initially, uh, I looked at this and I thought, man, that is stupid. And I just Googled 10 ways to prove the Earth is not flat, right? So the first thing you do when you see flat Earth is that you look up for evidence that it's not flat because we want to validate our own beliefs because we have been conditioned in a certain way as to not look at any other viewpoint that is being uh, presented to us because we're so dogmatic and this is what uh, this is where i was until uh, the the armor was slowly chipped away by these facts that i found online right. and they slowly started to make sense in my head you know uh, very um uh, very trivial things that uh, made a lot of sense in my head and um, again it, it was like um you have flat earth on one hand and you have globe earth on the other hand, right? Yeah. And one of them, you can't choose both. There is only one answer to this question. Right. It's either flat or it's it, or it's a globe, right? I mean, and there can be no, um, uh, you know, uh, confusion between that. So I thought, okay, let's put flat earth on one hand and the globe on the other hand, and let's see what evidences each of them have, right? And uh, slowly, my the flat earth uh, hand kept, getting more and more traction and more and more um, attention because I saw these proofs that I'm going to maybe uh, hopefully going to outline to you guys. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so all of these proofs came to me, but but the, the Globe Earth programming ran so deep that even though I had all of these proof, I still could not come to the conclusion that it's flat because you don't want to be that guy in society like telling people it's flat. Like, come on, man. I don't want any sort of ridicule. Uh, I'm always looking for uh, acceptance and uh, we have it uh, innately within us that we crave uh, for people to accept us and we just want to be part of the society so we don't want to challenge the status quo. So I, even though I had all these proofs, I still uh, was leaning on the globe earth model because that's what everyone believed and I don't I didn't want to be an outlier right and slowly but surely uh, there was a point in time where um, I had enough evidence and the next thing I knew I w- I had over a uh, hundred hours of uh, looking at flat earth videos on YouTube and I'm like hey man what the fuck am I doing with my life anymore you know and it was just like damn uh, how am I wasting this time because I had to know it kept me up in at night uh, I had to know if it was flat or not because it, it the the implications that the flat earth has is is so extraordinary that I just could not um you know so, live with the fact that I didn't know yeah yeah oh, that's good oh look it sounds like you what like you know over time 
it's been a number of pieces of evidence that have uh, pushed you into that direction. It seems like over four years span has led you up to this point here, being confident enough not only to say the earth is flat, but talking to other people about it, running your own podcast and explaining some of these evidences that you've found over time. What right, would yeah. you say uh, if if you were to give like, you know, someone goes, no, I don't believe you. Top what, three reasons. Yeah, what would be your top three pieces of evidence that would hmm. persuade someone? Like, you know, look, I must admit, I believe the earth is round or a globe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you go, you know, and I'm not trying to be confrontational, obviously, but what would you be like three reasons or three little things that I could, that you would say to me or anybody that would try and go, maybe push me to have a second look or a second opinion on the globe earth model and think about the flat earth model being the correct one. Okay. That's a, that's a really difficult one because uh, choosing three is really hard, but I will try. Yeah. I think the first thing um, that you should look into is NASA. Okay. Right? NASA is the authority figure uh, for all of us on um, news about space. And I think just yesterday, uh, SpaceX and NASA had some sort of fake rocket launch that they do all the time. And people just take whatever NASA says for granted. Everything that NASA tells you is the truth. And I think that is the number one point where we should look uh, again and see if they are, you know, uh, so legitimate or not. So, okay, cool. So let's, let's go back to that one. So NASA, in your opinion, NASA is not truthful about the 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 shape of the globe or the glo- shape of the earth well i would go uh, another step and say nasa has quite intentionally deceived all of humanity right. into thinking the earth is a spheroid of some sort and not what we can perceive with our own senses okay then cool cool, cool. so yeah. let's go let's let's go this one step one step further, no, with this point here, and I know Kieran wants to hear your second one, but I want to keep going with this one here. I want to really uh, understand these ones here. Um, right. So what is the purpose of NASA pushing the the lie of the globe Earth? Right, right, right. That's a, that's a great one, and people always ask me, why would they lie about flat Earth? You know, what's the, what's the reason that uh, they have to lie about the flat Earth? And this was a... A big question that I had too as I went through this journey. So uh, why would they lie about something um, as trivial as the shape of the earth? Well, number one, if they can lie to you about the shape of the earth, which is the, the shape of the very ground that we live on, they can lie to you about everything else. But that's not a and, good reason. Uh, Wait, I mean, I can tell my little cousin that the, you know, that my house is two stories tall and she might believe me, but that doesn't mean that that, that, that doesn't, what you've just stated doesn't actually prove anything. No, like, you know, just because they they potentially can lie about one thing doesn't mean they can lie about everything else. There's got to be some sort of motivation behind it. Yeah. So, so, uh, other than that, the main reason that they lie to you about the shape of the earth is what I have found personally is that they are hiding intelligent design from you. They are hiding the creator of the universe from you because they give you all of these 
ridiculous theories like Big Bang and evolution and dinosaurs and all of that stuff. So the narrative that you have been uh, and all of us have been conditioned into believing is that everything came out of nothing and there is no order to the universe. It all happened by accident. And magically, the Earth is this blue ball in space, right. and we're all insignificant and all of that. But that is the, the, the crux of the thing. It's that they are hiding to you your own nature. Because if there is no rotation, there is no orbit. And if there is no orbit, there, the gravity um, it comes into question. And if there is no gravity, then there is no heliocentrism. If there is no heliocentrism, there is no Big Bang theory. If there is no Big Bang, there is no evolution. If there is no evolution, that means that we are not randomly here. And that means we have purpose to why we are here. And we are indeed the center of everything. Because uh, I will ha uh, in the episode, I will just uh, outline why geocentrism... Uh, is far more believable than heliocentrism because there is more proof scientifically that the Earth is indeed the center of the universe, and they want to hide that. So they want to hide intelligent design. So they're what, hiding why? maybe God or gods. Yeah, Amuk, why would they want to hide? Why would they want to hide intelligent design? Because if you knew that there was a Intelli this this world that we perceive is intelligently designed. That means it's a reflection of yourself. So you know that you are not here by random, right? There is purpose to life. There is meaning to your life. And maybe that will lead you to some sort of awakening and you go through the whole spiritual process. And basically, that would prevent the new world order from, you know, being established. But since we are so brainwashed into believing that everything is insignificant, there is no God, everything just magically happens due to Big Bang and all of that, it gives them a new leverage to control the way you think and perceive. So uh, I'm just trying... The reason why... Wait, what, what religion are you? Are you well, well, that's an assumption there. Are you, do you prescribe to any religion, Amoog? Mm, uh, not really. I am not religious. I uh, come from a purely scientific standpoint... Uh, if you're asking about my uh, programming and conditioning, uh, as I was raised, I was raised in a Hindu household. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I have been uh, prescribed, but I don't, um, uh, you know, take any of that. I am not religious at all. I, I only believe in science and I only believe in truth. Okay. So, uh, let's go back. I'm just trying to, like... I, I just find that, I, I find that interesting, not being, not being religious or holding on to a religion. But yeah, also yeah, saying yeah. Because, that, um, that NASA is hiding God, God, yeah, or a God type, or a God type creator, creator. right? Because I don't think so, NASA's uh, ever think... tried to claim the. I don't think they've tried to claim that there's a God. They've just tried yeah. to find. They've asked the question: What are the causal factors for the universe? Oh, so, so, uh, uh, so uh, and then uh, when you go into evolution, put things I'd... in perspective. Amug, um, Kieran is purely atheistic does not believe in God, right. and I'm more agnostic, so I believe there could be some sort of higher power, but I don't really, you know, subscribe to any one religion, despite going through Catholic education uh, in in my, my time. So, I'm just going to go back there and just sort of try to sum up what you said. NASA is trying to use science to take people away from understanding that instead of being... Um, purely happenstance big bang theory evolutionary product they're trying to sh push that into our faces 
rather right. than saying we are intelligently designed by some type of a creator and the flat earth is linked into that somehow right right okay so going back into the question why would they lie about the shape of earth obviously there is uh, the money aspect into this right they always do this for profit well nasa gets billions of dollars every year mm. and they're funded just to give us these cgi images that they show us you know so obviously one of the reasons they lie to you about the shape of the earth is because there's lots of money to be made in this deception right other than that it is to hide the creator it's to hide your spirituality it's to hide more land more resources hide the scientific knowledge hide what's in antarctica hide that you are at the center of the universe or hide that you are special so there so you can take your pick so by 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 i guess is it do you not that it, taking their position is that really important to you knowing that you, you them saying you're not special I mean, see, if you think about it, if you're not special, then your life is meaningless. I mean, nothing you ever do will amount to anything because the universe is one day going to end up in a heat death or whatever. So nothing really matters. See, I take the, I take right? the, the just the, from my personal experience, uh, I don't believe that there was a creator. Yeah. Um, potentially my life could be meaningless, but I don't live my everyday life like that. Right, right. Like, uh, as much as a creator does give some people meaning, I think a lot of people, like, look... See, Australia, I take more comfort not kn- knowing yeah, that there, in my belief that there is no creator. Australia has, has stated, I think, about 30 to 40% of the population is agnostic or atheistic within their beliefs. And people still seem to push themselves forward, saying that they do have a purpose on Earth, whether they find that within their job that they're doing, or their family, or or their activities that they're doing, or a myriad of other right, sort right. of things. Um, despite the fact that this whole NASA has pushed this, you're saying, myth of the round Earth, instead of saying it was a flat Earth. So I, I, I'm not quite sure the interconnectivity between the two at yet and you're saying the profit margin i mean look we'll say that's is a government that is a government funded organization and i don't like the government yeah. as much as anybody else but in the same right so sense, why do you trust them if why would you trust nasa if you know that they are part of the government if you don't trust your government why would you trust nasa well i'm, I'm australian so i don't really have any loyalty to the u.s government but in the same sense other organizations private organizations including uh richard branson and and obviously spacex has just gone into space at the the moment and lots of other organizations like the russian um space organization who during the cold war and even the space race were also going into space stating that the earth was flat uh, the earth was round and using things like that who were completely against nasa we're saying that the earth was round all of these things in combination all these organizations other government bodies and other people and other scientists all say yes the earth is round not flat and these people some of them are direct competitors with nasa like the private organizations and other governments who would have a great power over the u.s by saying that no nasa is lying to everybody like right. if all the, these other contributing factors go, yes, and NASA may be lying, but if they were lying, so many large, powerful, 
and influential places and organisations would be able just to go, yeah, they're actually wrong, and where this is how. Right, right. So I totally get the get what you're trying to say, but what I would like to say is that there are no competitors. Like there is no enemy. Like to say that okay, on the surface level, very superficially, you could say that Russia is the enemy of the United States and all of that that we see on the TV and all of that. But on the fundamental level, on the highest levels of um, ranking. There are no enemies. These guys are all connected, and they are in one big cult. But in the right, same, they are. You say that, but in the, during the Cold War era, where Russia and America had very similar technologies, and in fact, Russia were the first put the first not only animal but person into space. If they right. were to say, "Hey, the Earth is flat, and we can prove it because we got the first man on space in space," and then America does it later on. Even back then, they would have had the power over the USA to say something, and they didn't. And I don't understand why they wouldn't have if this was the case. Right, so I think you're still looking uh, at the Russian Space Agency uh, differently than the NASA or the Indian or the European ones. See, the thing is, all of these are not independent uh, space agencies on their own. Right, they are all connected, during the, and they are all during the Cold yeah. War. They were absolutely separate, non-connected organizations. Right. That's just the narrative that they give us. So <laughs> you can't you can't believe everything that you see on the television. Like obviously they're telling you that there's a space race and all of that, but that's just the programming. That's the propaganda that they push on the people in order for us to believe that okay, there are actually two competing superpowers. But in reality. They themselves are puppeteering both Russia and the United States in order to make it seem like there's a conflict when they are themselves perpetrating the conflict. How do you get to that evidence? So uh, you, a lot of deep digging and researching has um, led me to believe, I mean, if I could just share my screen with you for a moment please here. Please do, please do. We'll try to describe for our audience. This is just an audio-based show, so we, we will try to describe to the audiences at home. And we can also thing. put the... The links up. Yes, exactly yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. So you're sharing something. So I just happened. yeah, you're sharing. Yeah. Your screen, uh, right? Before I get into this, let me just go into the origins of NASA. Okay, and how they came to be. So NASA has sprouted from the likes of self-proclaimed wickedest man in the world, Aleister Crowley, mass mind control black magician satanist L. Ron Hubbard and uber-occultist, black magician, Satanist, Jack Parsons. So these were the three guys that originally formed NASA. And in addition to the unholy trinity, two more people, uh, namely Werner Von Braun and Walt Disney, were added to the NASA Dream Team. So here, all the elements were in place to create one of the greatest financial and theological frauds in human history that we call NASA. So I, I'm just right. going to assume then that you don't believe um, uh, America went to the moon. I mean, nobody went to the moon. I was just going to ask you if you believe in the moon landings, because that's another uh, conspiratorial Is topic that, in itself. Because so do they? A lot like, of did they get in? Like you know, a lot of people say Stephen Kubrick. Uh, sorry, Stanley Kubrick was the one that directed it. it? Yeah, that's definitely. There is, uh, in fact, a photo of uh, Kubrick. Uh, Disney and um, Werner von Braun all having a nice chat. So they were all in on it. 
despite the fact that they were just, you know, all part of the arts and like the most powerful people within the arts at that point in time, they couldn't just have a coffee to discuss that sort of stuff. This had to be. That's okay. So all these people have come to. Kieran, you've got a question. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I'm. I think. Um, uh, have you considered applying for a job with NASA to see what it's like in? <laughs> yeah. Um... I have considered it, but I have no interest uh, in working for these organizations. And uh, another thing is not all people in the organization are in on it. It's extremely compartmentalized. So it's on a need to know basis. So all the employees working at NASA, they probably believe that they, NASA is actually what they tell them. But the, the main people, the, the, dump, the top 1% in the pyramid, they all know what they're up to, and they all know the truth of this world. In fact, the Freemasons, the highest degree Freemasons, they know that the Earth is flat, and uh, in fact, it's in their books how uh, it outlines that the Earth is uh, plain and is not a sphere as uh, one told. So, uh, but, I reckon, um, I reckon you, you should apply for one of these jobs and go in for a year. Yeah, and, see, and, and just see what it's like so, on no, the inside. So one of the questions that's come out from, like, I've asked a bunch of people on, on Twitter and a few other little places, some called us, like the podcast itself, crazy. Uh, but in the same sense, some people had some legit questions. And if the earth is flat, like you're stating, what is on the other side of it? Right. So everyone talks about how this is, this is part of the programming. Whenever you tell people about the flat earth, they'll be like, okay, so where's the edge? So why don't you fall off? Or something like that but it's actually another model in itself right so how the flat earth model works is that there is the north pole right the north pole is the center of the flat earth and this is where all compasses point to right the north pole is also called hyperborea is a land in itself and from that all the other rest of the continents come around it so the okay? U- if the so- flag of the un that's almost what you're describing there Exactly, okay. exactly. The UN map, uh, again, uh, truth in plain sight, they have uh, divided the flat earth map into 33 sections. Again, 33, a Masonic number there. Um, just to sh- put it in your face, to, to say, hey, um, we know about this, but we will mock you endlessly. So because I, I've, uh, I've got to say, when we tried to discuss um, the time that we were going to meet up, on Skype and discuss about this. I was a little bit worried right. about talking about time zones with you. Time zones are great. Um, no, no, time zones are great. So it works. Yeah, a lot of people... <laughs> um, yeah. Continue. How does sorry. it work? No, no, no. Continue on. Continue on. So I'm Kieran and I are just looking at looking right now at the UN map of Earth, and it looks like, and we're in Australia, and it looks like Australia widthwise is almost twice as wide as the USA. Right. So it's not too, um, you know, it's not actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, accurate to the uh, the scale of the continent, but it is, in fact, accurate to the distance. So the, this map is actually used by the USGS, US Geological Service, and all shipping and uh, navigation people use this map for their travel. Really? So there's a lot of different projections. How that, do you know uh, that? How do you know that? Is that something that's just stated explicitly on the? Yeah, websites? yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, it was officially up, can, used by the USGS. Can you, can you pull it up for us? Can we say that? Yeah, just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, right here, uh, you are seeing uh, all the logos 
of the space agencies. Can you see that? Yes, we're seeing that. So uh, what we what this is is called a vector or chevron symbolism. Yeah. Okay. Right. So each and every space agency in the world has incorporated this kind of uh, symbology. So if you just look at this, if you can do any sort of pattern recognition, you will see that this kind of uh, arrow is remnant in every single space agency, which I think is just interesting in itself. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's just something to think about because how can every space agency in the world have so, the same type of logo? It's just, to me, it is beyond um, coincidence that they would... See, I look at them you know, and I actually it. go, I think all the logos are different. Well, not only that, I go, okay, if they either say all of them do have arrows, which they all do, yeah. I'll give you that, yeah. uh, they're all just pointing in an upwardly direction. And if you're a space agency... Even if the Earth is completely flat, you can still the, go right. into space. The way to go to space is going up, up, yeah, as a general type of direction. But that would be, I guess, that's a very non, a very simplistic look at this sort of. So let's look at. So you've gotten here the what is this called? The azim. Uh, sorry, it's gone a bit quick for me. As azimuthal equal. The azimuthal equidistant right. projection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But is this on any of the shipping websites? Uh, yeah, it is officially the emblem of the United States, and I believe that it is used by the USGS. I had seen that somewhere. I'm just trying to find it here. Because uh, I'm looking at those mathemat mathematical definitions. This is just on Wikipedia, by the way. There's some of those. Right. And they're talking about sin, cos, and tan, and the way that they're doing that sort of stuff. That actually refers to a spherical model. So as long as it's flat, but then they use the calculations to put that down into how it would be if it was a sphere. Right. That's, right. Why, so there, that's uh, why accounting and mathematical background coming into, into play here. But that's okay. So we got the so you're going into the um official navigation map. Yeah beauty. Bring that one up there. Uh, uh it's hard to find this That's okay. Well look on Yep. Geological maps, yep. Right, so I had a bunch of other videos that I wanted to show you guys about NASA because I uh, originally had um, divided this, uh, so I thought I would look at four parts of this whole Flat Earth uh, conversation, sure. right? Yeah, sure. yeah. So the first part is NASA fakery, and yeah. we would look at all uh, the uh, the videos of how NASA is faking it. The second part is the, my favorite part, which is the pseudoscience or bad science, oh, where know. I explain. You know what? We're yeah, sort of we're... talking about that anyway with the maps and stuff. How about you go into okay. what is the pseudoscience behind the flat earth and how have they been able to use that pseudoscience or push that pseudoscience out into the mainstream and for people just right. to accept it. That's a good way of, 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 of doing that. That sort of covers us all bases there. Right, okay. So um, whenever you uh, hear Flat Earth, uh, the first thing that many people think is, oh, are you part of the Flat Earth Society then? You know, uh, everyone brings that. up the whole Flat Earth Society thing. And what Flat Earth Society is, is actually uh, a controlled opposition. So the powers that be have actually uh, made this themselves. And they uh, have formed this kind of fake group where they get people to get on board and then ridicule them. 
all along while using pseudoscience. So if you go to the Flat Earth uh, Society website, what they say is for gravity, they, they say that the Earth is moving upwards at a, a speed of 9.8 meter per second squared. Wait, wait. So the flat, Who's saying that? The Flat Earth Society itself is saying that gravity right. exists. No, that's the Flat Earth Society is a psyop or a psychological operation right, so in Na- order to get NASA or these this consortium. I'm, I'm totally lost, Church. Break it down for okay. me. Okay, uh, from what <laughs> I understand, if I'm wrong, the uh, please correct me. But the uh, the consortium of space agencies yeah. has created the Flat Earth Society as a counterpoint mm-hmm. to make being flat earth looks stupid right okay is that correct so it's not exactly the consortium i mean in a way it is but it is actually the powers that be the people who originally designed this deception this goes deep into uh the the jesuits and and the order of jesus and uh, the knights of templar or freemasons all of these people they had a plan designed for humanity and they have carried it out so one way they could discredit Flat Earth is by they themselves um, putting up this opposition, this controlled opposition, so, in order to ridicule this. So this kind of pseudoscience is yeah. on their website, and they say that the Earth is the one moving upwards, which is ridiculous. Okay. So, so when people so when people look at this, me, so you're saying to me all those groups on Facebook that make fun of the Flat Earth and make all the memes is actually the these organizations, just in general, uh, no, it's make, not all of them. Make, not all of them. Well, okay, uh, just yeah, one uh, in particular. Just one in particular. I'm assuming NASA. No, no, the Flat Earth Society. Okay, yeah, it's but called, who? But who? Yeah. The, the people who run the Flat Earth Society are part of that right. consortium, and they're the one making all like the memes and the jokes and putting out bad. This is like a love triangle gone yeah. bad. Yeah. Yep. So yep. they're all undercover. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's the greatest conspiracy in the world. Okay. Right? It's the biggest lie that, uh, that everybody, the whole world is in on it, and they're lying to you about the very shape of the earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're doing this pseudoscience. What's a piece of pseudoscience that they've told us that is accepted in the mainstream from the, um, I guess, the organizations, not the Flat Earth Society, which is part of those... That con- I guess that consortium, not not in those exact terms, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so th- this is a vast topic uh, in itself, but uh, if you want me to get into it very briefly, um, let me just show you. Um, oh, yes, yes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of topics out here, so I think one thing that we can talk about is constellations because they uh, prove that the Earth is indeed flat. Okay. So if you could see th- what my screen is uh, showing now. Yeah, we got the the flat earth right. facts. So, yeah, so the same constellations have appeared in our night sky for thousands of years. Okay. So we mean to say the same set of constellations that the ancients saw and formed their astrological models and all of that, the same stars are the one we can see every month and every uh, year uh, year on we can see the same stars which would be impossible if the earth was spinning uh, orbiting and hurtling through infinite space Why? because the the narrative here is that not only the earth moves which in fact there is no proof of spin that we'll get into later there's no proof of spin but the earth moves around the sun the sun moves around the galaxy mm-hmm. the, the solar system moves around the galaxy the galaxy moves around the great attractor and 
so many of these things, but we don't feel a damn thing. On Earth, yeah. we don't feel a single thing. Yeah. But we don't... Like, so, if you're in a train, and the train is travelling at 80 kilometres an hour, you don't feel... Right. You don't feel like you're moving at 80 kilometres an hour. You And even if you jump on that train, you move with the train. Right. But and you like, still feel assuming, some sort of drag, right? You feel some no, sort of you drag? Feel, you, wouldn't, you don't feel any drag, like, when you're on a train. I can sit... Like, you know, I've travelled on a train all the way through Germany and you know you feel that initial beginning but as soon as it's going right. you could sit on that train very comfortably and you wouldn't know that you're actually really moving unless you're sitting out at the window and again if you jump on a train and well you can even sit across one another and throw a ball to exactly each other. right you, yeah. and the ball doesn't feel like it's moving 80 kilometers one way and then 120 the other once you throw the ball uh, and right, I would assume right. you're looking at something that's quite large. I mean, I'm assuming we both assume the world is very large. The bigger it is, yeah. we're so minuscule. Like, we are a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction that so yeah, we that's wouldn't they feel you, yeah. any so, of the changes but, but that the, happen um, at a massive scale, at a macro but it's, scale. But it's not just 80 kilometers, right? The speed of the Earth every day is yeah. uh, apparently 1,000 kilometers per hour. Yeah. That's three times the sound, the, the speed of a of this, uh, the speed of light. I get what you that's mean. That's three quite, times quite the speed of sound. No, no. 1,000 kilometers an hour is yeah, not three times, three times the speed, the speed of, of sound. Of no, the speed of sound is 1,100 and 1,400 kilometers an hour, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. What's the speed of sound there? Here you go. 334, what's that there? Uh, 1,253 kilometers 35. per hour. So we actually spin slower than the speed of sound, according right, to right, what uh, you just said. I think it was the speed of a bullet. Oh, yeah, but bullet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. What, what, oh, there you go. The uh, bullet this... moves around 1,700 miles per hour, which is faster than the speed of sound. Right, right. So, uh, but you don't feel anything. Doesn't that feel seem uh, a little fishy to you that you don't feel a single thing whatsoever? But I want to get I want to get back to this point. So you're saying the Earth is moving, or they're saying the Earth is moving up. Um, no, no, no. That's the pseudoscience that they present you in the flat right. Earth yeah, society yeah, yeah. to right. discredit the uh, original so, true essence of flat Earth. So we say, you're saying that the the round Earth, the, oh, sorry, the flat Earth, is in a disc type shape and is stationary. It doesn't rotate. It doesn't move up and down. It just stays stationary, and everything else moves around it. Right. So the the Earth is, is, is not a planet. Is that how you see it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly okay. how... Uh, let me so just you're, try to you're explain like to you how so, I view it. So the, so the Earth is like a pizza? Like a flat pizza? Uh, so the, and it doesn't the move? Earth is, the Earth is not a planet. What, right? Why? It is a plane. It is a plane. So the Earth is, is in fact, the only place that holds... Um, th that is physical. So everything else in the universe is uh, that is above us is, is just light that we can see. The terra firma that is um, that what that that is the one that we are on that is stationary and we are fixed just the way that our senses perceive it and the sun the moon the stars all of it revolve above us so that's how I perceive it yeah okay okay 
So we're like a flat okay. pizza and a guy, uh, uh, like the sun is like a torch above us being moved around. Exactly. And but how and do we sun, but how do we get to the yeah, point of knowing how they move around? So if you if you can just do a time lapse on your on your camera, you can clearly see the sun moving across the the plane. You know the ecliptic of the yeah. sun. But it almost... and I, I can just I can just show you here how it works. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I would say that the the like I could see the sun and it rises up from one end, and then goes down on another and. Like right. on a flat plane, if it were just being moved around, like if I shown a torch on a pizza and moved right. it around, you would be able to see the sun all the time. That's exactly. So that's another thing is the sun like is not now. as big. The sun is not as uh, large and as far away as they tell you it is. They tell you that the sun is 93 million miles away. Okay. That's uh, complete but, bullshit. Uh, Amug, I don't really care what they tell me. I want to know what you... What, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, want to get to know your positioning. Right, right. So, according to the Flat Earth model... Well, I, I don't have... Um, I can only uh, give you my opinion yeah, please, on please, it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, nobody really knows what the heavens are because it is... Um, outside of our comprehension, but we can in fact do certain experiments to find out where the sun is and if it's actually 93 million miles away or not. So what I think is that the sun, in my own experience, is the sun is close and local. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? The sun is exactly where your eyes tell you it is. So if you can see my screen, you can see the ecliptic of the sun and its movement um, causing the seasons on the flat plane. So this is the sun's orbit in summer solstice. This is where all the, uh, the countries in the North uh, Pole have summer solstice and all the other countries have winter. So this is how uh, it is uh, presumed to work on a flat Earth. Well, if I can show you uh, another so how does the sun here. how does the sun stay up there and not come crashing down onto Earth? Oh, slash with the moon as well. And... and what is it? Is it using the Earth's gravity? Is it? Well, it has its own electromagnetic forces uh, in play, right? Because the sun is its own light source. And it, it probably, I mean, gravity is again a mystery. Nobody really knows what gravity is. But, but we can, can make it. certain guesses. But you can measure gravity, right? Right, right. You can uh, you, you can really measure gravity. You can measure the acceleration yeah. that the objects fall to the ground yeah I, I, but i don't yeah but so you, gravity exists. we just know we just know yeah. that things stay on the ground things right. throw them up they fall into the ground like okay i've got that fact yeah but the, the consistency of the acceleration of that dropping yeah. item is consistent everywhere on earth yeah yeah i know but i want to know i want to know why the sun's not coming down to us then okay. if the earth's flat so uh, um, what'd you say sorry no, uh, that is true. Uh, the, why the sun isn't coming down? Because it's held in place with its own force. You know, the sun is the sun moves up into the sky and it gives life to the whole earth. So okay. why doesn't fall crashing down? Because there's probably certain forces that holds it in place. Right, right. And, and yeah. how would we? Okay, so how would we explain these forces or or come to? Well, it, come, come conventionally, to... it is it is what we call gravity. But uh, no one really knows what gravity is. Well, I can uh, try to explain to you what I think gravity is. Oh, please. You can yeah, get yeah. into magnetism and um, dielectricity and all of that. So, so what is it. gravity? Um, gravity is the act, uh, dielectric acceleration. 
right? So when you drop something, it falls to the ground. That's what we call gravity. People think it's an actual force, but it is actually just uh, the acceleration that falls to the ground. What is gravity? That's a wonderful question. I mean, I am uh, no scientist to answer you, but I will, um, from all the research that I have done, I believe gravity is just um, non-coherent magnetic, magnetic fields or magnetism. So I believe there is no uh, actual difference between magnetism and gravity. But um, that's another topic in itself. We can look at Ken Wheeler so, on his research. That's right. So uh, let me just get this right. So if I get two magnets and hold right. them uh, side by side in the air and they want to attract each other uh, on right. a sideways basis, like from one hand to another hand, you're considering that the s gravity. Right, right. Something, uh, well, magnetism is um, concentrated magnetic fields, right? It is, um, what, what, what's the word here? Um, I forget the word, uh, but it, it, basically it is concentrated. But let's say, you know, you have a laser, right? Okay. A laser light, a laser light focuses all of its beams in one direction. Yes. So it's kind of concentrated like that. So that is what we uh, feel as magnetism. Well, but if you just have um, an LED light, but I don't, it is wait. not like a laser. It is diffused. So it's a that diode. can be some sort of analogy for gravity and um, so magnetism. But an LED and a laser light are, are, like, are two distinct functions. One is pushing energy out, and the other is a diode that reacts to the uh, current that is running through a circuit. Right, it still emits light. Both of them emit light. So that is the connection. One, no, no, no. One emits energy that turns into light. One um, displays light. And that's two very distinct different things. I know... <laughs> but let's let's move on from that one there. Um, so okay. you've shown me here capsicular rays. Is that right? Now, these are called crepuscular rays. Okay, my mistake. And you see this um, in your everyday life when the sun is in the clouds. You can see that there is this sort of um, illumination that comes out from the sun. I'll explain it to the listeners. It's like, uh, you know, the, the sun going through the clouds and then you get that ray of light. It's like the heavens have opened up. Yeah. Just for the visual right, for the so listeners. Sunbeam right, through so if, clouds. Right. So if you can see here that you can clearly see that the sun is on top of the cloud here and all of the light emerges from the sun. Right. So this here proves that the sun is indeed close and local. If the sun was 93 million miles away, the rays of light would have to be absolutely parallel. But that is not what we see. What we see and experience in our real life is that the sun is close and local and it is right where your eyes tell you that it is okay all right one of the I, interesting okay, one I, of the interesting things is um you said the word proof which is interesting because the majority of people who i guess work in the science space go for sciences has to be falsifiable thus they find right. closer approximations to the proof uh, closer approximations to the truth so there's always that um, I could be wrong, question mark. Exactly. I could be wrong. So just looking at these clouds, so you said that this proves it. Have you flipped it I the mean, other it, way around and going, how, how could I be wrong? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's so many proofs for why crepuscular rays are actually parallel. You can go, go read this and they say it's just an optical illusion. They're not really um, uh, convergent. They're actually parallel, but it's just the way the light looks. All of that is fine. It's just that I tend to trust my own experience rather than what someone else tells me. It's a combination of using my own discernment and my firsthand real life experience. So again, if anybody can believe whatever they want to believe, however you want to perceive things is absolutely fine. I have no um, problems with uh, globe earthers or how they tend to perceive. In fact, I am very much open to the possibility of a globe earth. If, if any of you, or if I find any proof that the Earth is indeed a globe, I will switch back and say, hey guys, I was wrong this whole time. The Earth is a globe. I was wrong. I, I, I can do that. But so far, I have not found that sort of um, okay. proof. We'll have to get you on one of the SpaceX launches in the yeah. next couple of years. <laughs> I mean, right, right. The, so, the, latest space, so they, the latest SpaceX launch, uh, I was just messaged from a friend of mine saying that, and apparently they live streamed from the ship itself the whole transport all the way up from the base of the like where they lifted off into space itself right 24 so, seven. And, uh, so you can see you can see the earth is a curve yes can okay so that's a wonderful everyone keeps telling me this that uh, you can actually see the earth is actually curved for yourself that's simple when you are in outer space it's a camera trick called fisheye lens so if you know what a fisheye lens is or if you know what a gopro is it wants to collect more light into the uh, the lens so what it does it, it, it distorts the, the thing around it so but I, we I don't know but we, but we don't know what lens was actually on that spacecraft though that uh, that mostly, or, or, I've seen these uh, live streams from NASA. Um, but this is SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah, I've seen uh, the kind of uh, footage that they always give is this characteristic mm -hmm. um, curving of the globe, so uh, of the supposed globe. So here you can see a man. He's, he has a selfie stick, and he has the GoPro, and you can clearly see the Earth is, seems to be curved. So people look at this, and they say this is proof that the Earth is curved. Right, but that is not the case. So I have so many instances where people sent me this photo of this guy on the uh, Mount Everest and he's holding a camera and behind him you can see the curved earth. And they I tell mean, me, I hey mean, man, your flat earth bullshit is over. This is yeah. right here proof. But they forget to account for the fisheye effect that distorts the actual thing. So if you have a fisheye correction, you can actually see that the earth becomes flat. See, to me, just to me, there the claim though is that you're just saying that they're using those cameras, exactly. But you don't know if they actually are. actually you don't actually know what cameras they've used. To me, well, the, to so me, this what... step is sending them an email and going, "Hi, you've sent this footage out. What camera did you use? What lens did you use? Can you send me that information? Right. Can right. I verify? You can either do can that. Can I verify that information? Or... Yeah, or. Right, so you can either do that or you can do the experiment yourself like many of these flat earthers have done. So you asked me for the top three things why uh, mm. I should, uh, what I should tell you why the Earth is flat. I said number one is NASA. The number two thing that I will tell you is look at high altitude footage of the Earth. So what high altitude footage is, is that they have a hot air balloon, they put a camera on it, and it goes really high. 
and higher than um, normal airplanes do, higher than most um, Wait, UOVs sorry, do. Sorry, so, a, a hot air balloon does not go right. higher than a plane. Well, a plane goes up up to 35,000 feet, usually. Okay. A hot air balloon, go. Uh, the maximum I think they have found is uh, about 100,000 feet. Even more. This is just... Um, there are, one. like, so, scientific... Okay, so scientific you don't mean, like, balloon. the hot air balloon, like, one that people hop in. You're talking about a scientific balloon. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah, a yeah a high altitude My mistake. Balloon. Sorry, sorry. I had to clear that one up because I guarantee you that my parents going on a hot air balloon are not going higher than a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so I, I, um, I'm just going to show you uh, a heaven's eye view. This is, in fact, just camera proof that the Earth is indeed flat. You know, okay. there is no refuting this because um, if you can, if you Google uh, how high do I have to be in order to see the curvature, NASA tells you that you need to be, uh, you should be able to detect it from an airplane yeah, at around so 35,000 feet. Yeah, 10, but you get 600 um, meters. So about 10 yeah. kilometers in the air right so that's what they tell you that you should be that high in order to see any curvature so what these guys have done is actually put up hot air balloons that go up to a hundred thousand feet so this is really really high so you must absolutely be able to see the curvature based on the figures that they give us so supposedly the earth is 25,000 miles in circumference Right? Those are the figures that they give you. You can do certain spherical trigonometry and determine how how much curvature should actually be seen. And if you do the math, the curvature comes up to 8 inches per mile squared. So for every mile of area, you should have 8 inches of curvature. So how this works is for 2 miles, you get 2 times 2 times 8, which is 32 inches. If you no. get to three miles, you get three times three times eight, which is nine into eight. So it's like 72 inches. So this is the kind of um, curvature that you must be seeing. And if we put cameras on high altitude um, balloons and actually see the footage, you can make whatever you want. Uh, you can either trust your own senses or you can say that this footage is fake. Do what you like. I'm just going to show you how this looks like. Sure. So we're just watching here. So this is a, a YouTube clip called Our Magnificent Flat Earth, dot, 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 a heaven's eye view, which is available on YouTube. And I'm just looking at this. Well, picture. you can't really find it. If you search for it, you can't, you won't be able to find it, but right. I can give you the link if you would like. Yeah, please. We'd love to be able to get our listeners uh, to have a look at this video. So this is showing uh, on thing called on a uh, dog cam. It's time at uh, four thirty in the morning. They are obviously I didn't get to catch all that, but that's okay. It looks like they're above. Uh, looks like a cloud line. Um, so this is sixty thousand feet. Sixty thousand feet on top of the earth, right? Still flat. So that that's is that clouds? But they're look. But they're yeah, saying, those are clouds. They're saying. But why? But the distance between that and, and the clouds. What's the di that's that I'm, distance? I'm very confused at the moment because what you're showing me here is a video of a video camera on top of the Earth, not the video yeah. from the video camera that's being shown in the video. Yeah. And then the distance between that and the clouds. Okay, so uh, if you uh, believe that these guys actually sent um, the balloon up into space and they actually did their part and have a camera, 
But I don't know. I don't, that... I don't know what they've. I don't know what they've done in this. Whether they were sending it up into into See, yeah, so space what are they or whether they're just to show in the footage that they've shown here. So this is showing you conclusive evidence that the Earth is indeed flat because you can see for yourself video evidence of the horizon always rising up to eye level. So if the Earth was not flat and it was a globe of 25,000 miles circumference, you would have to see the horizon actually would never rise up to eye level, but you would have to look down in order to see the curvature. That is not the case because even at altitudes like 100,000 feet, you are still able to see the horizon perfectly at eye level. And another interesting thing here to look at is if you can see here, you see a hot spot directly underneath the sun. See, one of the things in this though is we can't verify how high this is. Yeah. So there's, right, nothing, right, exactly. there's nothing in this video to tell us A, how high this is, B, we're looking at a bunch of clouds. Uh, right. So we can't actually see yeah. ground. So again, it's up to on. the individual to, in order to um, determine whether he wants to place his trust on the particular piece of evidence that he's looking at Excellent. or not. I'm, so you can would, say this is fake and it, it would be perfectly fine. So if you put yeah. the same scrutiny that you but put I just on mean that, you just we just heard about the distance yeah, and all that. Exactly. And you're but, we, you're just said like I don't trust NASA because they don't say things truthfully and they don't show us how and all that sort of stuff earlier right. on. And you're not putting, I feel, you're not putting the same amount of scrutiny on this video here. You're just taking it on face value because it's showing well, you a number one because it's not NASA. These are a bunch of independent um, researchers that want to see for themselves what the Earth looks like. So they have, and yes, I have definitely uh, analyzed the video footage to see if there's uh, any, um, you know, errors or um, green screening or any sort of effects that have been added. I have definitely analyzed it. And to my knowledge, I believe this to be um, truthful and they actually did put the video. But that is up to people to decide, you know? Okay. Right. Okay. So uh, another fun thing I can show you. Go for it. Is how NASA is always spending billions of dollars to give you this shitty photoshopped and um, they can't even fake the thing right. Okay. You know, if, if you can... One of my questions there, have you gone through and read their annual reports where they actually break down their expenditure? Um, uh, I don't have any interest. I have not uh, that's looked publicly, at how they that's, spend the, their that, revenue, but I'm sure they, are, they have uh, is perfectly uh, valid, um, you know, uh, expenditure not, reports not all the and all money of that. that they spend... Like, you know, if that just say, let's just say their budget is a billion dollars, right? Keep it nice and simple. Right. They don't spend a billion dollars on space travel. I mean, one of the things that NASA created in conjunction with the army back in the day was a, 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 a gas tank that could easily pour gas into vehicles for the battlefield. And they still do other research <clears throat> for other items and other properties and other inventions that we use on today's devices including electronics technology uh computer systems software they don't just do uh space right. travel in fact they're actually getting almost out of the space travel game be simply because one it 
the, well, the private industry is the going private into it. industry is doing it far more ef- cost effectively, cheaper, and more consistent. And in, and from what I understand, NASA are using SpaceX rockets to do whatever stuff that they want to do. Right. NASA's now just consulting to SpaceX. Basically, but one yeah. of the, I mean, one of the things is, I just don't They're think you can say... They're more of an R&D department. Yeah, I just don't think you can say billions. I, I mean, if you go through their reports, you can sort of break down their expenditure and say they've. it's likely that they've spent $2.4 billion on X. Yeah. Or... Uh, you know, to, to me, it's a cop out just to say well, yeah, billions. That's what they tell you. I mean, sure, well, if you, they, if you they, want they, to uh, actually, that is, I mean, to me, that's just lazy. Not going and actually trying to find the source that they're printing out, where uh, as it's public information. It's like public. It's yeah. like public companies in America have to write a quarterly report mm. every quarter with their financial details and what they're spending. Right, right. So I'm sure that exists. I'm sure all of that checks out. I just have um, um, no interest because uh, I I believe what my eyes tell me, right? Okay. So if you can see here, you see four different Earths from four different um, space agencies. So this should, uh, just this should tell you that there is no actual photo from Earth from space. Let me tell you that again. There is not a single photo of Earth from space that is not photoshopped or is not, um, you know, uh, touched upon on, you know, added effects and all of that. Uh, I, I'm looking for a single legitimate photo of Earth from space, and I am unable to find a single photo from Earth from space from all these years. So, so if you can so what show I'm, me... So what I'm seeing on the screen right. is here are four different space organizations with no verification... Uh, that no, these are actual photos that okay. they, the well, organizations have. Let's take it have. on face value. Like I said, four different um, Earth pictures from four different space agencies that have been what you're saying photoshopped and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. No, you. There is actually a video interview of the guy who worked for NASA. Yeah. So this image that you see is the iconic blue marble image, yeah. right? Okay. So yeah. this image, he himself, the creators, tells you that it is photoshopped. But because it has to be photoshopped. So how did they so the, photoshop things in like 1972? When photoshop, right, so, yeah, go. Right. So you, so 19, that you're talking about the space missions, right? When well, they went, I'm just allegedly saying, how did they space? get photos of Earth in 1972? So the first photo that they actually claimed. To get is from the Apollo mission, okay, which should come up here. Uh, so this is the one. Yeah, okay. Right. So this is the photo that they tell you that is actually a real photo. Okay. And it you you can verify. So this, if you uh, really analyze, you can see that it is. I mean, sure, this looks very real for a layperson, but uh, the same photo from of the Earth from the Moon from the Japanese agency, looks like this. Okay. Huh. Are, these so, taken, so, are these taken from the exact same spot at the exact same time? I mean, How can you verify not. that for me? Like, you know what? I, I don't go on Tinder because I've been uh, dating for... I've been with my partner for like, uh, not, like not, seven years or something, right? But I know guys... Jess, if you're listening, no, no, he, he's no, in no. the ballpark. Yeah, that's right. I said nine <laughs> years. It's been, you know, but nonetheless... If you go on Tinder or even on Instagram, 
There are definitely people on there that could take photos at different times of the day and look 100% different to what they did. I mean, you know, if, right. without the makeup, without this, without that, even with different lighting, my beard looks much better in different lightings than it yeah. does on different times of the day and different shadings and different, like a whole bunch of variables. I, there are so many I variables. I hear you, Kurt. And that's but why look I'm looking at, the at these size going, of the earth. I can't even see the earth in that picture. It's, it's in it. Exactly. Look at the size of the earth that is different. I mean, there should at least be some sort of similarity or pattern that we can see, but it's absolutely different. Why but is that? That's... Why should there be some sort of similarities between the sizes of earth from the moon? Because the moon is apparently 250,000 miles away from the earth. So from that vantage point, the Earth is fixed in space. But so this you, comes. I, this, this just comes back down to a: what camera did they use? And b: where we could, are they standing? We could be what in, time? How is the lighting set right. up? There's did I did same. I zoom? So many did I zoom in? Did I not and zoom in? And c: did they actually even go to the moon in the first place? Right. So. Right. Right. So that is another topic. Well, I can now. So how I can wait, show you. So if you don't believe that they've been to the moon, in general. Right. How can you use these photos to say that they're? F How can you use these photos to say that the Earth is flat? No, I'm just trying to tell you that uh, they have been photoshopping these um, images that they give to the public. So if you saw those two photos, I just wanted to. Um, I mean, obviously the the listeners can't see it, but you know it would can give you an idea that they're actually faking it and it's not really okay. truthful. Okay, we'll use okay. those. So, 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 so let's just summarize the first two points you've made. You're saying that the uh, NASA is lying to us for a, a number of reasons. Secondly, the mathematics that has been put out there from the fa uh, Flat Earth societies are completely false and are actually uh, uh, disingenuous. And you've also talked about how uh, the moon pictures, the pictures that they're taken from space and even going up into the uh, higher parts than 35,000 feet or 10,000, uh, what, 10, 10.6 kilometers, private organizations or individual people have done this and we cannot see the curvature. Right. The horizon always rises up to eye level, which hints at the possibility that the ground underneath might actually just be level. Right. Okay. Can I, can I ask a question? This might be, uh, I guess, you know, uh, slightly off topic, but I just sort of want to... I think we've covered a lot of base there, but this one here has been something that uh, some people have wanted to ask. We, uh, you said that you believe in gravity. Is that correct? Right. Uh, unlike other flat earthers, I actually, um, okay. I don't know, acknowledge the existence of right. so-called gravity, okay. even though I might disagree with what it actually is. Yeah. Right. So other planets have gravity too. Do you Supposedly. Do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, everything, anything that has mass or uh, matter has gravity. Right. So. so all these other planets have gravity. You know, the moon, the sun, uh, not a planet, obviously. The moon is not a planet, obviously. But like Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. I'll say like those four there. Keep it, keep it nice and simple. The other right. planets, do you believe that they're right. spherical in shape? Or are they also disks or flat? Right. This is another question that keeps coming up because people, when they, when I tell them about the flat Earth, what they do is they just place a flat disk in the heliocentric model. So they just imagine just the Earth to be flat and all the other planets to be round, which I get how ridiculous that sounds. And no. So what um, I'm trying to tell people is to give you a sort of understanding of what the universe actually is. So the Earth is not a planet. It is a plane 
and it is indeed the center of the universe. So all the other planets, which we don't know if they're actually spherical or we don't know if we can actually land on them because all we can see is a faint light that we see on the telescope or whatever. So in fact, the ancients, they thought the planets were simply uh, like the stars that wandered. So they called them wandering stars. Which ancients so the are you an- talking about specifically? Um, and why would uh, we believe think- the ancients? They had, no, they, uh, had, I believe- they had terrible technology compared to what we've got now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is uh, debatable because there is a lot of evidence now for having uh, ancient advanced technology. Uh, researchers have been, um, you know, um, trying to put their minds on how they built the pyramids and... Uh, some of these structures are uh, totally mind-boggling. So, I don't know. That is still up for debate. I definitely believe that the ancients had much more knowledge than we truly uh, have now, and they were much more connected to source, and they were, uh, you know, they had their their head in the game, you know? Uh, Not disconnected, uh, not very materialistic, and, um, you know, self-centered like humans today. Okay. So you think that uh, an Egyptian pharaoh that had 30,000 slaves that potentially okay. built the pyramids was not as self-centered as people are today? I'm just trying to clear I that mean, one up. <laughs> I mean, see, um, obviously like, where is... Like, you know, like the ancient Romans that fed Christians to the mm. lions are not as self-centered. Or <laughs> Nero, who burnt down all of Rome was not as right. self-centered as someone. I, I, the, the comparison there seems really flawed. No. Right. right. Or, I mean, or what's yeah, that? What's that? Attila the Hun. Is it Attila the Hun that had sex with so many people, like one in six people, because apparently had lineage to that and killed like half the world or, um, no, it was Alexander the other guy. The Great. It was the Mongolian guy. My mistake. That's the one I'm talking about. And then, yeah, or, I... or like, you know, the, the Aztecs that used to sacrifice people for gods that they considered worth, like unworthy to live. So they sacrificed right, right. them to gods so they could plant. An, uh, pl- hey, like, this pl- isn't history. Let's get back to the flat I don't understand. <laughs> I, the, the comparison to say that the ancients were l- less self-absorbed and, uh, uh, than we are today. It's not just self-absorbed. They were more in tune with the, the nature around them because they didn't have the, the kind of technology that we do have now. So they had, so, by having... Okay. To me, it's very clear they had crapper technology than we had yeah, today. I was yeah, they that. did have ayahuasca and mushrooms and all of that sort of medicinal herb so we still have those so today. yeah we, i mean i mean joe rogan talks about taking ayahuasca and all that sort of stuff on his podcast right. on a regular basis right. joe rogan is a shill joe rogan is a shill and he is part of the uh, what we call the intellectual dark web along with jordan peterson ben shapiro and all the rest of the people um joe rogan is a Paid shill that is put out to um, put forth disinformation to confuse people. Okay. That's just in my opinion, yeah. Okay. Okay, so here if you can see the etymology of the word planet. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. see it comes from the Greek plana means wander. Um, or, and then to planetes meaning wanderer. So okay. the ancient Greeks, they thought the planets were actually wandering stars. So this, they're just like stars. So coming back to the question, is all the other planets also flat? 
Um, I don't know because we, we can only see the light that comes out from the planets and telescopes and all of that. And so far, it is still unclear whether we can actually go land on them or if they're actually, you know, mass of solid physicality or, or if they're just, you know, balls of light that we see okay. in the sky. So the, the word in Greek, wanderer, um, could also mean that the Earth moves around the sun like that that could be another interpretation number one and number two uh, i know that you don't really believe in nasa but in the same sense there has been probes that have landed on mars that have right. proven and have taken right, soil right. samples and a whole bunch of stuff and brought it back perfect perfect that's that's a great um, topic for uh, for us to see this so if you are interested i can show you specific sections of official nasa streams and photos and you can see for yourself okay this is just going to be like two minutes sure let's yeah, do please, it let's do it and kieran how about you commentate all right so this again is you don't have to believe any of this you can obviously say oh, yeah. i uh, challenge the credibility of the source and all yeah, of that are you able to make the video full right. screen yeah make the video full screen yeah, for yeah. Us okay there. that'd be good so this is saying, right in front of you, you were seeing the fake moon landing being staged. Awesome. So it looks like an astronaut there on somewhere. You're doing I, a great job there, Kieran. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, starting it up. It looks like a, a ladder fell on him and a whole bunch of stage crews going up to them, up to this uh, astronaut to get him okay. back into place. This is, this is great. This is an actual ISS feed that happened. And okay. Just take a look at this closely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're looking at a arrow. Uh, he's doing a something, and he just fades away. Okay. Yeah. This is official uh, live stream. You, if you want, you can go look at it. So there's plenty of these. So. But this the... is the original photo from NASA.gov. You can go and download it, mm -hmm. and put it on Photoshop. Yeah. And turn up the contrast in a bunch of things and you will see what. Okay, so we're turning up the contrast on a, on a picture from NASA at the moment. Oh, and what, what's that right there? Okay. Right. So this is just, so, you know, you can test it out for yourself. Okay, so I'm just going to explain to the audience again. Look, they can't see it. So from the picture, what they've done is they've gotten pictures from uh, NASA's website and they've put them into Photoshop and changed the levels of certain uh, contrast levels. And what they can see is there that certain things have been pasted on and then color corrected. Is that what you're sort of right, implying? Right, exactly, exactly. But the problem so this is, is official. Your, your problem is, um, see, I would believe it more if you were showing me if you're grabbing that actual picture from NASA, and, and doing then, it, right, then right. doing it rather than grabbing something just definitely. Off. Yeah, if I had Photoshop, I would do it for you guys, but this right. is gone. Yeah. Okay. So you haven't verified if that's correct, really. Right. Right. I. I. I'm just taking this for face value. Uh, please forgive me if uh, you think I blindly believe people, but I. Uh, I can put my trust in people that I think are credible, and use my own sense of discernment. See, I don't put my trust in people that I think yeah. are credible. I'd rather go to the original sources and grab it and well, verify it myself. Well, sometimes you and, don't have the and, money or the resources to do what. Um, 
you know, the, the experiment. So most people just tell me, why don't you just fly a rocket into space but and I'm, see for yourself if you're I, I, flat just, or the, not? The, the, I'm just going to make an assumption here, Amug. Um, I'm, right. You're doing a podcast, so you've got to have some kind of technological device with you. And because we're right. over the internet, you should then, therefore, you're not in China, you don't have the great firewall blocking you, so you should be able right, to right. go onto NASA's official website and grab the pictures. But not only that, there are free... And paint shots ad- free. Do- there's a free yeah. Adobe Photoshop variant that you can use online or even a trial version that you right. can test things out for yourself. Like, I've used Adobe Photoshop for the podcast and I can find old versions of it, like, trial versions of things for free that I can right, use right, right, yeah. online versions uh, of... Please, please forgive me, uh, I haven't... Uh... Downloaded okay. that for, uh, or I could have done this live to you guys and showed it to yeah, you. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, look, just as, yeah. as a thing, like, you know, we're not trying to go, everything's wrong. We're just going, wait a second. We're, we're taking that critical scientific eye that you have and gone, wait okay. a second, why, like, you've presented this evidence and we're going through the steps of going, okay, how verifiable can this evidence be? And you've just, you know, with some of this you've exactly. gone, I, I haven't tried this. And... You know, and with right, and you were free to try it yourself. If you uh, doubt me or the video that you see, um, again, don't believe anything that you see. Uh, test it for yourself. Go do your own research and see if it checks out or not. Okay. Okay. Well, how about look? Right. We've we've kept your time for a really long time. We've we've gone over an hour. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh wow. Okay. I yeah. Know, but I, I like I don't want to keep you. But in the same sense, if you've got a little bit more time, give us one big dynamite piece of evidence that we can take home with. Go do some research. Oh, I on. had I had so many. <laughs> I had so many. I have a whole book. We might have to get you back. Yeah, for a we'll part have to get two. you back for a part two. Right. Right. So I think um, to me personally, the most uh, the biggest anomaly that they have, um, you know, in science uh, observed is this thing called the axis of evil. Right. Okay. Axis of evil is a name given to an anomaly of the cosmic microwave background observation. Okay. What cosmic microwave background is, is just electromagnetic radiation that is supposed to be a remnant from the early universe. Okay. So in a nutshell, CMB is faint cosmic background radiation filling all space. So you can, you know, in fact, uh, look at this observation of what the cosmic microwave background is and what they have found is that they have found evidence to give Earth a greater significance than previously expected. Right? So if you can just see Axis of Evil, go to it. I will read you what um, Jesuit astronomer Lawrence Krauss has to say about this. Okay. So the, um, was the Axis of Evil like a, a marketing tool... George Bush said back in a speech when they were talking about Al-Qaeda and a and few other... I think it was like North Korea. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, North Korea, um, but you're, talk, you're talking about it in a different perspective. You're talk, um, you've just got the Wikipedia page open for Axis of right. Evil this and is, cosmo- Cosmology. This is Cosmology. Okay. So, Lawrence Krauss quoted, but when you look at the CMB map, you also see that the structure that is observed is in fact in a weird way, correlated with the plane of the Earth around the Sun. Is this Copernicus coming back to haunt us? That's crazy. We're looking out at the whole universe. There's no way there should be a correlation 
of structure with our motion of the earth around the sun, the plane of the earth around the sun, that would say we are truly the center of the universe. Okay. And who is Lawrence Krauss, who said this in 2006? Uh, Lawrence Krauss is a famous... Um, he uh, is supposed to be very reputable in the scientific uh, academic, academic circles. Yeah, Professor Lawrence Krauss is a professor of... Um, uh, physics, I think, yeah. or astrophysics. He's yeah. been on Q and A a number of times. Oh, seriously! Oh, there you go. You should check it out, Church. I will. Yeah. Right. So, uh, other than this, I think um, most uh, important fact that um, people always tend to forget is the Earth is seventy percent water. Right. You know that the Earth is seventy percent waters, and so the absurdity of the globe is that uh, the surface of the water actually curves along the Earth. Well, there is a principle in science called the principle of uniform pressure, which states that water finds and maintains the level that it seeks. Right? So water is always level. Okay? And it never curves. And so Earth is 70% water. Put two and two together. It is logically, you can ascertain that indeed the Earth is in fact level. Uh, but you can go into the whole gravity argument and say gravity pulls all the water down and all of that and yeah well we can get into that see this is this is this is one of the interesting ones where have you heard of the black swan uh the the dance or the no, movie no no there's so there's a thing in there's a thing in science where it goes i've seen a hundred white swans right i'm out of okay. my, i'm out in the world i see a hundred white swans so i can conclude that all swans are white I've seen a hundred yeah. swans. I've been alive for ten years. A hundred swans. That's an inference I can draw. Then all of a sudden, you're out one day. Maybe you travel to another country or whatever it may be, and you see a black swan. Right. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Hang on, the inference that I made now is no longer correct." Right. I've I've now exactly. seen, I've now seen something that has uh, changed. Uh, I guess changed my thought. I look at this and go, "Yes, there is that water has to be level." But I also take it right. from the perspective of um, that theory or that component doesn't take in the whole bloody world when it does it. It's only looking at discrete components, mm -hmm. um, discrete water. So I sort of go, there's your, there's you got your white swan, your white swan. But then when all of a sudden we take this globe approach, and I think when you look at the ocean, you see the the ships disappear into the distance, and you see the sail. Oh, that's a great. You see the right. sail reduce. So. You've got that. The reason... Yeah, why do ships so go down most past people, the horizon? Most people think that when they see ships going out into the horizon and they disappear from the bottom up, they think that's evidence for the Earth to be curved. Okay? I hear you. This is what Bill Nye, the science guy, has told in his one of his TV programs. He has publicly stated that the, due to the curvature of the Earth, the boat disappears over the horizon. Well, this fallacy can simply be disproved by using any sort of telescope, binocular, or zoom camera that you have, okay? So you can, you, you can do this by yourself. Go out onto the beach, see a, a boat that is going forwards, and slowly you, you find that it disappears from your eyesight, okay? What you then do is you take in the zoom camera and you just zoom in, okay? And you can bring the whole boat back into view. And then do you, okay, do you stay there long enough to watch it disappear again? Right. This, the only reason this disappears is because of a law of perspective. 
Okay, so there is a vanishing point in your field uh, called angular resolution. Okay, your eyes can only see uh, so far. Okay, beyond that point, you can't really see anything that goes beyond. So, so when there, you yeah, we understand, that. we understand that. We understand that. So, is there a powerful enough piece of technology that will yep. never stop seeing the ship? Right. If you have enough zoom. You can definitely just keep seeing uh, the boat sail right away. So, the, I, can so probably... I can get like a decent, like I've got an SLR camera. It's pretty decent, a couple of grand. And I can sit on the edge of a... Of now a let's dog. get a telescope. Yeah, or a telescope or whatever. No, I, I think you can get the, um, what is the flat earth camera? DSLR uh, X uh, something. I forgot. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. And I can sit and watch, I can get Kieran on a boat. And get him just to go as right. far away from me as possible in a straight line. And eventually right. I won't be able to... I will say that, yes, he's gone over the horizon with my two eyes. Right? right. And then I go, you know what? I'm going to whip out my camera because I want to take a photo of him. And I can get my zoom and zoom in on him as close as, right. as far as my zoom can do. Like all the way. And I will still right. be able to see not only him, but the... Entire the, boat. The, the entire boat. Yes. Okay. So you can so when, use uh, a so DSLR P1000. I think they have the newest one, P1100. Uh, right. This is the most powerful camera, most zoom you can have. You can take this, go out on a boat. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. I wish I had one of them. Um, I could show you, but I think we're running yeah, out of time. That's okay. That's okay. Um, you live in Bangalore, which is in the middle of India. Have you been, right, a, have you been able park, yeah, yeah. have you been able to get to the beach in India and look out at the ships? Well, uh, I personally have not done this experiment yet, but I am very um, you know, uh, excited to eventually do yeah. this one day when I do have the chance. Well, now we have lockdown so yeah. we're not going anywhere. But well, uh, definitely I, I am one of the ex so many experiments that you can do by yourself to prove that the earth is in fact flat and this this is one of the experiments where uh, I'm going to go out into the beach and actually take a zoom camera and take bring in the entire boat back into view. When you do that, can you promise right. that you will send us all the videos and footage uh, and cameras that as I would love to see exactly that, what I promise. you saw? I promise to you the, the, the day I do it, I, I, will, I will send it to you guys. Please, that would be absolutely amazing. That would be absolutely right, amazing. Right, right. So uh, just quick, quick thing before we end. Please. I just want to get out the, all the proofs. So another thing why I am so sure the Earth is flat is that you can see too far. Okay? On the, the globe model that they give you, there is only a certain distance you can see before the Earth starts to curve underneath you. Okay? Using uh, 8 inches per mile square, you can exactly see how far away you can see. But sometimes... A Statue of Liberty can be seen over 60 miles. So that actually uh, proves that the Earth cannot be curved. Well, you using new technology, we are uh, in the modern era. We do can... that, do that, but do that in Bangalore. Yeah, is there something right, equivalent right, right. that you rather than do showing us something up on up on the screen from America? Right, where I'm right, assuming right. you haven't so been. Th this is infrared camera that can see over a hundred miles on the Earth. Right. Right, so this, you can use infrared cameras and what infrared cameras do is they have a line of sight um, precision and you can exactly see what you're looking at. So you can see, apparently, uh, I don't know how true this is. Again, I haven't done this by myself, 
but you can apparently see over 175 miles away using infrared. And they have done this using lasers, they have done this using flag posts, and all of these things that you can do again and again conclusively proves that it is not possible for us to live on a globe. But if it's flat, we should be right. able to see the other countries. Like past yeah. Right, so, so if I get due this, to this atmospheric camera, refractions and all of that, you if, are, you can't obviously see forever. No, but infrared so. should. Yeah, so if you're saying 100 miles, which is like, uh, uh, what's that, like 160 kilometers, so I should be right. able to see uh, from, let's say, a higher point, just to give me some advantage as well. Let's inc say that's still 160 kilometers. So from a high point here in Melbourne, I should be able to see Geelong with this Nikon camera. Um, what was that camera you well, stated Well, if you have the right atmospheric conditions where the visibility is great, then yes, uh, theoretically, you should be able to see that. Right. Okay, again, you can see here the Mount Fuji is 68 miles away. You can still see it over 3,000 feet of missing curvature. And I'm just going to leave it out there. 3,000 feet of and, curvature, that's fine. But how tall is Mount Fuji? Right. Uh, you can see Mount Fuji altitude. Yeah. That's around 3,776. Okay, so so if the curve actually was right, so it you should only be seeing around 700 meters. No, 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 no. Because you've gone from feet to meters now. And there's three feet to every meter. And now you're looking at about twelve, about ten thousand feet, twelve thousand feet. See what I mean? That your your numbers. Are, oh, okay, are yeah, it's feet. So meters, now you're yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at like two thirds of of Mount Fuji, which I can see in that photo. Right, right. So uh, again, uh, this is the world record for the greatest distance with a zoom lens. Okay. Okay. This photo right here it holds the world record for the longest distance photography that you have done, and it is 443 kilometers or 275 miles. Right. So, so this, what you can see here is the mountains mm. here. They are this far away. Okay. But yet you can still see. I think you should not even be able to see any of it, but I think you are able to see. Okay. So, uh, so, the, distance, so if you, there is, the distance is what? Right. Uh, 275 miles. 275. So, How tall are those so mountains? Exactly. So you can check what mountain range it is. So it, sh it says it should nearly be 11 miles below the horizon. If okay. you can just see what mountain that is, we can find out. We can put it on the earth curve calculator and you can see how much should be obscured. Right. Right. Okay. So what is this? Pick the uh, finstrel. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. So this has an altitude about two thousand eight twenty six meters. Okay. So that's above good, sea level. So that's like one point okay. three, one point uh, one point six, one point seven miles tall. Okay. So just have this number noted. We can go on Earth Curve Calculator, which is a very handy tool you can use. So the the photographer is uh, he says he's about nine thousand two fifty one feet above sea level. Okay. So that's the eye height. Uh -huh. Target distance is 275 miles. So if you can see here, this is the height, and this gives you how much should be obscured. Okay. If you calculate it, 
it says that the horizon should be uh, around 170 miles. So this the distance hidden, no, no, is 117 the, miles. Yeah, that's fine. But the hidden target, looking at that, go back up, sorry, to this calculator, right. is 1,600 feet divided that's by... 16,000 feet. Yeah, div uh, which is 1.6 uh, miles. Right. You can just see the meters here. It's 5,021 okay. meters. What we saw there. So we should not be able to see that, but indeed we can. So it's just another proof that you can see way too far. And lastly, I just wanted to talk about the, the constellations. Okay. Constellations are a great topic for flat Earth. The stars in our night sky bear witness to our stationary Earth and make it impossible for the Earth to be a globe. How? Okay, well, constellations debunk the globe in two basic ways. First, their year-round visibility proves that we don't orbit the sun. Okay, I can just show you this. So, we would not have year-round constellations if we were orbiting the sun. Okay, with the narrative that they give you that the Earth rotates around the sun, so every six months we should have different stars. So if you can see my screen here, yeah. You can see, if you could just describe to your viewers what it is, we would see 100% different stars in the summer than six months later when we go here, when we see a totally different part. Okay, so you've got, you've got the sun in the middle of this thing, and then the earth in the summer, winter, like four different places, and what you would be seeing right. when the earth rotates uh, right. around the sun is diff showing that they would say different stars in the summer than you do in the winter. But the model is, right. the actual model that they talk about is the Earth has a slant through it, which is not depicted in that. Yeah, it is depicted. You can see the axis here. There's a slight tilt. Okay. Here, the the tilt there. So, okay. again, so... It's no, no, so generally, the, generally there's a line that they put through it. Yeah, to, you can sort to, of to, you can, I think line. you can see the line here a little bit. It's okay. But yeah. So, but... What this is, is that we should not be able to see constellations all year round, okay? So there are so many instances of this. The Big Dipper shows up in northern latitudes all year round. This would be impossible if we were spinning. Wouldn't, so that's we, see, wouldn't we see, though, if the Earth was flat, wouldn't all of Earth see the same constellations? No. Because America, America reports, all, northern hemisphere reports different constellations than what the southern hemisphere you know, one of the things that we refer to as the Southern Cross. Yeah, and they don't right. say that. And, and, you know... Northern Hemisphere don't, don't say, say that. that. No, that's actually not true. So you can see the Southern Cross from all the way, sometimes in Southern Latitude. So if I can but just... If the Earth, but this... if the Earth was flat, everyone should be able to see the Southern Cross. Yeah, but... Not... Well, not really, because true. first of all, you have visibility problems, okay? On the flat Earth, it's not like you can see all the constellations at once. Right, why? there's only why, a certain why, distance why, you can why see. That? That is, why wouldn't you be able to see all the constellations at once? Because it's on the other side of the flat Earth, right? So in the flat Earth model, the Earth is stationary and the stars revolve around us. So every night, the stars actually revolve around you. And if you can see a, a time lapse of the stars, you can see that they make exactly concentric circles around the North Pole Star or the Pole Star. So if you can see here, th this is the time lapse of all the stars moving across the sun, 
uh, moving across the Earth. Okay, this is what we see from an Earth-centered point of view, and we have the pole star here in the center, and they all rotate exactly as the center. Okay, the problem with the globe model is, if if indeed the Earth is rotating around the Sun and the Sun is rotating around the galaxy and all of that, all of these motions are extremely haphazard because they are random if, uh, from the Big Bang, right? So we would not be seeing this kind of circular pattern if we were in fact hurtling through infinite space in all these random directions. To me, that, that circular pattern just tells me that the Earth's moving. Right, it's either the Earth is moving or the other thing is moving. So you can have two perspectives. That's relativity for you. So you can say one is the inertial frame of reference, and you can say that uh, keeping the uh, sky as the inertial frame of reference, the Earth is moving. Or you can say with the stationary Earth, the rest of the universe if, is if the, moving. If the Earth was flat, I would probably actually expect them, I don't know, to be more of like a line. Yeah, moving across like Rather linearly. circular, yeah. Yeah, not, not or, uh, or in all different directions. Yeah. Uh, you mean something like this? Mm. A straight line? I didn't really get you. Yeah, see, I. But that's I not looking up. That's no, looking at an that's angle. looking sideways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see. Like looking at all these pictures, um, they all looked to me like they were photoshopped. Like they were photoshopped. <laughs> okay, so you can actually exactly again. That's a very valid argument. You can say that these are photoshopped. But in fact, you can. There's so many of these. You can do this by yourself. But, but you can um, say that about maybe, the NASA maybe. photos. You know, I mean, there's so many of them. You can do it yourself. Like, you know, it's right, right. It, it's it's pick your poison, man. Whatever whatever side you want to lean on, whatever uh, keeps you sleeping at night. You know, at the end of the day, whatever floats your boat. Fantastic. I can well, tell you what keeps me sleeping at night. <laughs> Beer. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> look. Ah. Uh, um, that, look, I think, look, I don't want to uh, take up too much. I at least said we're going to be an hour, but we've nearly done like two, which is amazing. And I've I got to admit, right, right. it's been a learning experience for me. Um, I, you've been a great sport. It's huh? been an amazing, like you've answered all our questions. You've taken all our criticism and, and, and shown us other things. that given us so much to think about. And I'm sure our audience is going to absolutely love it. And I hope okay. your audience uh, does if, too. If I can just uh, interject and give Please. you one last piece of information. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Just one last piece of information that this has kept me awake at night and still science has no explanation for this. Okay. 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 So oh, what you, you use, see... Amog, you can't use that argument that science hasn't got explanation for it. Uh, okay. You can ask any scientist that you want and you can see what they tell you. Okay. No, but you, so can't, what... you can't use, sorry, you can't, no, I'm not letting you set that up. Okay. Science okay. doesn't have explanation All for right. this. Science doesn't have uh, an explanation uh, for a lot of bloody things. In fact, it can't even explain COVID at the moment. No. Um, I mean, but you can't you can't use that as an you can't come in and say science has no explanation as as the okay, fact that okay, it's going to prove your point. Okay, let's see if you can explain this or like think about this for a second. Okay, so you have the sun at noon high in the sky, right? It's right above you, beating upon you, and you can measure the temperature of the sun. Okay, and what you can do is you can measure the the shadow of the sun. Right? I think it's common sense that on a hot day, if you go out in the sun, you feel really hot. But if you stand under the shade of a tree, it's much cooler there. Wouldn't you guys agree? Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So they did measure the temperature of the sunlight. Okay. And it came up to be around 90 degrees Fahrenheit or about 32 degrees centigrade. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, this is the temperature of the sun directly in, uh, in above you, and they measured the shade of the sunlight. Okay, and this was 80 degrees Fahrenheit, predictably lesser than the temperature of the sunlight itself. Right. Okay, just to recap, the shade of the sunlight was 26 degrees centigrade. The sun itself was 32 degrees centigrade. So you can clearly see that the shadow of the sun is much cooler than the sun. Right? Okay. You can do the same thing for the moon. Okay, so what you can do is you can measure the temperature of the moonlight itself, and then you can measure the temperature of the moon shade. Yeah. Okay, and here's where it gets really interesting. The, the, the temperature of the moon itself was around 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. Okay, but the temperature of the moon shade was 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Have you done this so, experiment? Uh, Exactly. So again, you need a laser thermometer for this experiment. I've been trying to acquire one, uh, you know, just to do this by myself. But a lot of people have done this online. And sometimes the, the, the variance is over 13 degrees. Okay. So somehow the temperature of the moon shade is warmer than that of the moonlight. When you talk about, and the moon, when you talk about moon shade, I don't right. understand. Like what the light coming off the moon. Yeah. So this is the no. same tree... The same sun location, and now you're right. going out. You're going out to the and looking yeah. at the moon. So, so I'm standing in the middle of a field, like a yeah. soccer field or something like that, and then I go underneath the like where the barbecue area yeah. is, like the veranda. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? But like now you've got a thermometer, so you're not really you're not or me, whatever temperature measure. So you're not really measuring the actual the sun. You're measuring where that thermometer is placed. Your the thermometer measures the surface of whatever you're pointing at. So if you point on the ground where the shade of the moonlight is, yeah. you're actually measuring the surface of the temperature on that particular spot. So this would be an and interesting. In, this would be an interesting one done 365 days. Yeah, to see if done it's every consistent. single day consistently at the same time point. Because yeah, because that's a day, that, yeah, twice the, a day. That, that's the, a wonderful experiment. Because that's a wonderful got, experiment. Because you've got summer. You've got summer where we know, like here in Australia, at night time because the ground's so bloody hot. Uh, you know, from the from the sun, um, we you know we we've got all that radiant heat that comes up. Yeah, um, right. You know, but in in winter, I would expect the complete opposite. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Amog was saying that it's cooler in the, like you know the heat is the moonlight. Is so is the, what I can conclude yeah. from this is that the moon generates its own cold light. Okay, so the conclusion from this is the sun, the moon does not reflect the sun's light, but in fact, the moon is a light source of its own. Right. Okay, but you know what people tell you, uh, the scientists, they tell you the sun is exactly 400 times larger than the moon and exactly 400 times farther away from the moon. And that's why you can see them to be the same size in the sky. Well, flat earthers, what they tell you is I trust your own senses. Larger. Trust your own intuition, and you can see that they are in fact the same size. So a possibility is the sun and moon are exactly the same size out in the sky, just as your experience tells you it is. So this is just uh, the last information I want to give you guys. Here you can see on the left is the temperature of the moonlight is uh, minus 2.7, and the, the moon shade is warmer than the moonlight. So just uh, finally, we can close with uh, a George Orwell quote. Okay, if you guys uh, know who George Orwell was, yeah, yeah. he was, yeah, so I've he... Read, I've read many uh, of his books. 
Right, right. So this was his quote on the Tribune, 27th December 1946. You can verify this by yourself if you don't believe it. He said, it will be seen that my reasons for thinking that the earth is round are rather precarious ones. It does not rest on any reasoning or experiment, but on authority. And how can it be otherwise when the range of knowledge is so vast that the expert himself is an ignoramus as soon as he strays away from his own specialty? Most people, if asked to prove that the earth is round, would not even bother to produce the rather weak arguments I have outlined above. They would start off by saying that everyone knows that the earth to be round, and if pressed further, would become angry. In a way, Shaw is right. This is a credulous age, and the burden of knowledge which we now have to carry is partly responsible. Amok, out of curiosity, have you ever right. played a musical instrument? Um, yeah, I have, um, you know, I, I don't specialize in any instrument, but I have tinkered around with uh, so, some instruments. So, out of curiosity, uh, I've been playing music for 20 years and I have a vast musical theory knowledge. Why? Wow, okay. in, this, in, this, in this case here, George Orwell has said, uh, the a scientist does not has a speciality. Now you said right. you've studied music, but it's not a speciality of yours at all. Where it is for me, why would someone right. go to you for music theory knowledge over myself? Right, exactly. Maybe uh, if you uh, maybe if, to give a different perspective, you can ask someone else. But the uh, you know the most credible one should be the one actually playing the instrument, which is me. So again. Yeah, exactly. So right. it isn't so I'm a, the an expert. authority of sorts. That's the special. Like I'm the expert and the specialist in the field. So you wouldn't right. ask you because you're not the specialist, despite what George Orwell has said. That's right. But it, it's different from blindly accepting what someone has told you because they're the authority. Because I know that you have um, knowledge in music and you've been playing it for over 25 years. I can put my trust and faith in you and um, you know uh, listen to what you have to say. Amug, you've been great, and I really do actually want to chat with you again. Yeah, excellent. But All I right. want you to conduct some of your experiments yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for I sure. I want to come I back. Will, uh, I want to come back and hear about about your experiments that you've conducted. It'd be right. Amazing, It'd be amazing. Amug, Definitely, man. Amug, uh, and if I ever go to India, we're catching up. We're catching up. Yeah. yeah. Or if you ever come to Australia yeah, yeah, yeah. or Australia, you're always welcome. You're always welcome to where I live. Fantastic. I've been to Bangalore, uh, I would so love to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and look, and I can't wait for Australia to play India again in the cricket because I'll be definitely going for Australia. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But look, we want to make sure, where can people find you, your podcast, all that sort of stuff to get additional information? Well, I don't really upload uh, as much because uh, I don't have the time right now. I've been trying to upload more. But you can check out my podcast on um, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you want. It's called Flat Earth Research. But if you want more credible information about uh, Flat Earth, you can check out this chap called Eric Dubay. So Eric Dubay is great for a beginner to come into uh, the Flat Earth and he really uh, nicely explains all of the things to you. If you're really interested, um, look up Eric Dubay on YouTube and he has a book called 200 Proofs the Earth is Not a Spinning Globe. So. That might be a good start for you guys. That sounds fantastic. Oh, look, we'd like to thank you so much for your time today. Um, we've gone so, through so much, so much to think about. And, you know, maybe in like, I don't know, six months or something, we'll catch back up with you with more questions from our fans and more questions that we've come up with. And hopefully by then, the COVID stuff's over and you can show us if any cool stuff that you've done to prove the Earth right. is flat. How does that sound? 
That sounds wonderful, Church. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be on your platform. I'm a huge fan of the show. Um, I love the episode with uh, the the Bill guy. I forgot his name. The conspiracy one you had. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that, that was great. Uh, Rob was great. Yeah, great yeah, yeah. work, guys. You guys are doing amazing. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and thank you again. Thank you so much, Matt, and we will talk to you soon. All right, man. Cheers. 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 Bye. 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 What an amazing guest. I know. I was not expecting so much. <laughs> I was not expecting. Um, no, because I had sort of done a bit of uh, going. All right, yeah. what are these flat earthers and listening to some stuff and that I that I found, and I was like, oh shit, we're gonna get so trolled. Yeah. After this. Yeah, yeah. No, he's one hundred percent genuine. Yeah. And he had question. He had, had as many answers as he could. He had some stuff that he was like, "I'm not sure, but that's okay." Uh, something more respectful than Rob. Yeah, and you know yeah. what? It's yeah. He definitely had a plan of action to discuss things and videos, footage, this and that. So I'm glad that he took everything that we asked well. Yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. Well, Kieran. <laughs> yes, it's Church. been absolutely an amazing episode. <laughs> Something been. that we've been wanting to do for so long, and I'm so I, I want to get him back on. I certainly do. Yeah, I'm not. We're not lying about that. We yeah. want him to back on. Well, look, guys, if you'd like to follow us even more, uh, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebooks. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, death threat, a rant, or a question about the flat Earth, yeah. Um, Record where it on where your phone. could they send it to, Turks? Where They can send it to us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran, amazing episode. Thank you so much for being part of it. No worries. And uh, we will see, them, see you all next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>